2: Good afternoon. Welcome back to the program. And if you're just tuned in, where were you? Live at 12.05. Don't forget that. Right here on KNSS. Um, uh, the book we're talking about in the first segment here is Serious New Cook. Uh, college graduate, newlywed, anybody. Because the recipes are great. And, and they're laid out different. Gals uh, on the phone with me is Leia Sue Kurogi and her sister, Kami Kim Lynn. Uh, they live in... East Coast, West Coast, Cammie in the East, Leia in the West Coast. And during pandemic, they put a book together. Gals, the book is different. Um, had either one of you entertained the idea of writing a cookbook before you came up with the idea for this one? Well,
3: you know, we've talked about writing a cookbook. I think Leah said a little bit earlier that, you know, back when we were in our 20s, we talked about writing a Korean cookbook. And the reason for that was because at the time, there were very few Korean cookbooks available for an American audience or for a Western audience. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, that didn't happen. We both were just getting started in our careers. And then by the time we came around to this one, I know Leah told the story about um, how, I was, you know, walking one day out of a bookstore because I couldn't find books for my kids, and I thought, we need to write one. And I I think really, I don't know, both of those ideas come back to something for us, and it's that we are both always really interested in trying, in teaching, essentially. So for me, it's always been teaching in the classroom. For Leah, it's been teaching in the kitchen, like when she was at Chez Panisse. So when we felt like there was a need uh, for a book that really not just instructs, People and gives them recipes, but that actually teaches them about cooking along the way. Um, we just felt like we had to write that because we didn't think anything quite like this existed. So I loved in your little intro there, Guy, you said, you know, college graduates, newlyweds, any new cooks. In a lot of ways, that's really, um, you know, that's what we were thinking of. We set out to write, actually, a young adult cookbook. So our thinking was, We want a book for older teens and 20-somethings in particular, this generation of young people who know that they love good food. I mean, everyone's a foodie nowadays, right? But they don't necessarily have the skills in the kitchen to cook that food. Um, So our idea was that it was not your typical beginner cookbook with beginner recipes, but instead a whole range of recipes, but that we would present those recipes in a way that would be totally accessible to even the most. Um, you know, the, the earliest beginner cook. So yeah. that has to do with how the recipes are written, how, the, how it's all photographed, and also all the little tips and techniques that we try to share along the way.
2: Leah, the introductions written by a, a co-worker of yours from Chez Panisse, Calpeter and Peter Nell. That, that had to be fun for him to watch you put this book together. Did he have some help in the design and layout?
4: Um, he had help, you know, we, we had him over for dinner early on and <laughs> before, I think it was before we even wrote the proposal for the cookbook because we didn't have this big social media following. It was, we, we felt we had to write a proposal and create like a mock cookbook to sort of get it out there. And sell. so he, he was so much help all along the way of the process and, um, just the different steps we needed to take and who to contact. And he's been a great help the whole way.
2: Yeah, and it's so important. And this is your first attempt at writing a book. And like I said, I like, I admire the difference in how it's laid out. Talk a little bit about how you guys, Kami, what, who came up with the idea to organize it the way you did.
3: Um, I mean, Leah and I really, uh, made all the decisions along the way. Um, we started. We knew we had that the basic concept that we wanted to show people how to cook. So uh, the story I always uh, think of is, or I guess the image I always have um, when I think about the impetus of the book is my teenage son, Kai, in the kitchen, anytime he would try to make a new recipe, even though he's an excellent cook already, if he he would actually try a new recipe, if it wasn't something that Leah had already shown him how to do, or he'd cooked with me, he constantly would be hollering, ma, is this what it's supposed to look like? Or uh, what does it mean when they say this? And I just thought, you know, when I'm here and I'm home and he's cooking, I'm happy to come and show him and cook with him. I, you know, there's nothing I love more than cooking with my kids. But the truth is, you know, every young person, every cook wants to and needs to know how to do it independently. So I just felt very clear from the beginning that our cookbook needed to not just Say what to do it needed to explain why and it needed to show how to do it so we were committed to step-by-step photography the whole way initially we thought we would have step-by-step photography for every single recipe in the book um, but part of the process was about you know Leah and I would sit together and talk through the recipe list and and how we would organize the recipe list and it just was too long you know um, especially if we were gonna have step-by-step photography for 100% of the recipes. It just, we would have had to whittle it down and it wouldn't be as many recipes as we wanted. So at some point we thought, oh, well, maybe a way to do it is to organize everything into trios. And that really helped us focus a lot. By coming up with this idea of trios, it meant that some of the recipes had to fall away um, and that we could do step-by, so, you know, like you described with the trios, the first recipe um, has step-by-step photography. And then the two recipes that follow just kind of build on that. And they have beautiful photography um, and lots of description still, but not step-by-step. So that organizing principle had to do with logistics, the layout, how long the book would be, how many photos we could fit in there, and so forth.
2: Well, you know, every cookbook should start off with the first chapter captivating you and being worth the cost of the book. And the one page that you guys put together, Serious New Cook Principles, uh, there's a paragraph for each, but essentially it's use good ingredients, taste and adjust. Hello, Beth Bauer, my wife, taste and adjust. She makes me taste <laughs> everything and adjust. Uh, experiment. Hello, Beth Bauer. She will not change a recipe the first time. It has to be fixed exactly. Uh, and then share, and, th- and that's the fun part, and have fun. Um, and then you put together a chapter with called Extra Credit. And this is the chapter, what it's uh, from page 21 to oh, 40-something, and this to 41 is just this chapter, oh, this this section alone, uh, any new cook, any cook can gain a lot from the pictures of different Asian hot sauce, which was my favorite page of the whole book, because <laughs> I like heat, uh, the, the difference in crumbs, bread crumbs, the difference in uh, lettuce, chicory, and and things of that nature, and you know, the great photography, macerating onions, how to cut matchstick uh, carrots, and man, it's just, it's a lot. And then, and then we get to the fun part. A great start. Um, and this is where I think you guys have really hit a home run. You may not have thought it was a big deal when you started, but the idea of having chapters that start with a recipe and a technique uh, is brilliant. Um the great start is of course appetizer issues and uh there's a good bit of asian influence here but not all and i think that's cool let's go to mains though because this is where i really got excited first off in mains is pot pies and it's a pretty simple biscuit topped chicken pot pie but then you get better with the second and third recipe there uh w- using different toppings and, and different ingredients and And then there's sushi, and I guarantee you, uh, my oldest son will go nuts here if he he just tries to make some of this stuff using the guides that you offer. Um, It had to be fun, especially talking by phone or even if you use FaceTime, deciding what these sections in in either of the categories, whether it's A Great Start, Mains, or Sweets and Treats, what recipes you're going to go with. Was there – are some of these just recipes that you have used or recipes that you brought with you into your life from mom and dad? I'd
4: say all of the above. Go ahead, (laughs) Ria. Yeah. Yes, all all of the above. I mean, certainly a handful of the recipes are ones that we we grew up with. like the Puff Daddy, which is a, a Dutch baby, um, the potato pancakes. So there are several recipes that my mom made for us, you know, ever, ever since I can remember. And then there are other recipes that were from techniques that I had picked up at Chez Panisse and now have incorporated those into my repertoire. Um, and then there were recipes that Cammie's kids really wanted to, to see, things that we cooked together and that, that they thought would be really fun And having that. So it's really a combination of um things that we grew up on and things that we like to cook now and 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 it's 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 my basic repertoire i mean my kids flip through the book and say you know we want this for dinner tonight and (laughs) the hard part was whittling it down and i feel like there you know there were a few recipes that didn't have didn't fit into a trio concept so those are the ones that we had to cut out
2: well uh and then
4: in a couple cases, too, I,
3: I think this was kind of a fun thing. In a couple cases, we knew there was a recipe or two that we wanted to include, um, but maybe we didn't have three that really fit with the trio with that. So we had to just develop those recipes from scratch. And that, that I think, was pretty fun, too.
2: Oh, uh, It's got to be fun. And I'll bet, uh, Cammie, I bet your kids had to help you taste some of these recipes that you created.
3: Oh, they sure did. They yeah. had to taste them. They had to cook them. <laughs> um they, yeah, they were really integral to the whole process, cooking, tasting, editing. My son, especially, who's older, um, he had very strong opinions about a lot of it. He, for example, um, loves chicken pot pie, and he makes it with a puff pastry top. So in our, our pot pie trio, uh, the puff pastry topped one is on a mushroom, uh, kind of a mushroom stew, mm-hmm. which is not his favorite. But on the chicken pot pie, we put Leah's biscuit recipe, which we happen to love. He was a little dismayed about that, actually, because he loves the chicken pot pie with puff pastry. Yeah, well, So he had to cook all of these and argue with us back and forth, and sometimes we disagreed. Um, but, yeah, their, their opinions were really, really um, central to the whole process.
2: Well, I, I like – uh, there's three chapters that uh, that I'm I can't wait to try some of the dishes. The bread and pan fried, of course, simple pan fried chicken breast. Uh, but your recipe is so concise and easy and simple, and and then the picture makes it look. Yep, yeah, we're going to fix that tonight. The flash fried, <laughs> though, a little different. You know, the flash fried cutlets, yeah. Asian style, brings in some some different uh, flavor profiles. And then we get to bricked, and I cook outside. That's that's my. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like to cook anywhere, but I really like to cook outside. And I've done spatchcock chicken under a brick, and uh did you guys do this as kids with mom?
4: No, this was something um, that we i I picked up from Chapenese, yeah the the chicken almatone they they often have on the menu yeah. and then we sort of i sort of took that technique and just applied it to salmon so as you know when you do chicken that way it gets the skin really really crispy oh, yeah. um and <clears throat> if i'm cooking salmon inside in a cast iron um, in order for it to sort of not curl, I would just put the light weight on it and realize that it was the same principle that applies to chicken almatone. Yep. So the skin would get super crispy, and then same with the duck breast. So, you know, it's um, a classic technique that we just um, applied to um, salmon and duck.
2: Well, I, I just... And Go ahead.
4: Can, do you, can I just say something about those flash fried cutlets? Because I, I'm glad you mentioned those.
3: That actually... Um, so you know, first there's the breaded and pan-fried, which I think is just you know a three-step breading technique is classic. Everybody should know how to do it. It's great. Um, yeah, I try to teach my kids early. We don't need to buy chicken nuggets. We can just make them at home, and although we do buy sometimes as well, of course. Um, but that that's like a classic technique. But that flash-fried cutlet recipe is probably the favorite in our household. Everyone makes it in our in my family, um, and A number of people who have tried it, either people who have posted on social media that they tried it or even just friends of ours or people who have written to us, a number of people have actually called that trio life-changing, and I think it's because it is such a brilliant technique. I'll let Leah describe the origins of the technique, but I'll just uh, describe it really quickly. Basically, you just take ground meat. And it can be any combination. So we've got three different versions in there. But you can mix any combination of ground meat you want or even um, add crumbled tofu or riced cauliflower if you want to kind of lighten things up a little bit. And you just take the ground meat and you press it right into breadcrumbs and then pan fry it. And you, you press it down pretty thin and it comes out like a cutlet that's surprisingly similar to like a... Uh, chicken milanese or, um, you know, any number of kind of thin fried cutlets. It's so quick. It's inexpensive. It's easy to do. You don't have to go through the whole process of, you know, the three-step breading and all the different bowls you need. It really is remarkable. And the cutlets are really good the next day cold. My kids love to take them for lunch the next day. It just it's one of those recipes that I think it really is a game changer. I'd never seen the technique before. It's been terrific, like, you know, just riffing on that and trying all different ways. And Leah can describe where that technique comes from. Um, but I think if there's one trio in the book that's the biggest game changer, actually, it's to me, it's that one.
2: Yeah. And, uh, well, and then the picture. And this is a good time as any. Uh, the picture, I'm guessing this is a, a Chez Panisse inspired how to make your cutlets look pretty with this beautiful tomato and red (laughs) onion and herb topping but uh uh, who took the pictures is this somebody that you just found by good luck did the publisher find them for you
4: how did we find molly i'm sorry how did we find molly i can't remember who put us in touch with her actually
3: Uh, That was us. We actually found her ourselves. She um, is a San Francisco-based food photographer, and when we were looking for a photographer to work with, um, we really, you know, we considered and reached out to some folks that we knew or who'd worked with other people we knew, but we saw the work of this photographer, Molly Ducoudreau, who's just spectacular. Um, We first saw her work online, and then we saw a couple of the cookbooks she worked on, and it just, seemed like her style would really fit with what we were going for which was modern but also clean and pretty natural Um, we weren't trying to go with anything that was over styled we didn't you know we didn't actually end up using any of those crazy food styling techniques um, (laughs) to try to fake it we wanted the food to look like it can look when you cook and her style just seemed to fit with that and so we reached out to her and I think the really amazing thing was that She ended up not being just a great photographer to work with, but she is just such a marvelous person. The three of us connected and became good friends, um, which was really crucial because we ended up shooting this whole cookbook during the pandemic. We started before the pandemic, um, and we had a very different vision for what the process would be like. Uh, But because of the pandemic, um, it just ended up being the three of us a number of times for some kind of extended photo shoots. We got together for a week at a time and just essentially the three of us with our kids kind of coming in to help and join in the photography sometimes. Um, So, you know, we're working in close quarters for pretty intensive amounts of time. And having a photographer that was super skilled and that we just enjoyed spending time with was so great. So Molly DiCoudreau, she, she does really terrific work.
2: Well, oh, man, Asian-style chicken and vegetables in the skewer section, not only pretty but tasty to beat. Uh, great, uh, some great desserts. And then I, I really like the way you ended up. Just in front of the index, you've got kind of a, a combination of let's put, uh, let's call them special menus and put some of the recipes together. And for a new cook who's going, oh, no, we have somebody coming over for dinner. What are we going to do? Uh, it's great stuff. I'm not surprised that the uh, the the flash fried section was big. You know, here in the Midwest, we have chicken fried steak and chicken fried chicken, yep. pounded thin, <laughs> but using ground meat. Uh, what an interesting way to do it. Gals, the book is cool. Uh, Thank I, you. I'm, I'm sure there's awards in the future. I know the book the book came out uh, what a while back, didn't it?
3: Just
2: the end of twenty twenty two. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Well. Uh congratulations. Great job. Uh what a fun addition to anybody's cookbook shelf. And uh I appreciate you both of you spending time. Uh Cammie, you in New York where it's uh, afternoon, you've probably already had lunch, and Leah where you're probably uh, starting to think about lunch out in the West Coast. Thanks for <laughs> all the time you spent with us today. Thanks, Thanks so, so
3: much, much for having us, guys. you guys.
2: Well, what a treat. Good luck. If you guys come up with another book option, uh, keep the trio thing. I, I, I think that <laughs> of all of the things in this book, to me, that's the most unique. And when you can offer a technique and think of all the different tech, I can think of 10 of them right now that you could offer <laughs> in future books. So, Well, great. Uh, as I get ready to bid farewell to you, I will tell my happy listeners that now's the time to call in. If you'd like a copy of Serious New Cook, All you have to do is call 316-869-1330. Max will take down your info, and we'll send you a copy of the book, courtesy of the publisher. Thanks. Gals, have a great weekend. Thanks again.
3: Thank Thank you, You too. Take
2: care. Bye-bye. All right, coming up next, my wife Beth joins us to talk about Decant ICT, a killer event from your chapter of AIWF. We'll be right back.